You know, sugar's a thing, Hannah. Yes. But you know what also is a thing? Sugaring. Sugaring? Sugaring. Mm, of course. Are you aware of what sugaring is? Yes, I am aware. <laughs> I have decided I'm going to try sugaring. <laughs> You're a brave soul. Yeah, you know, I it's just like maybe why not, you know? So I bought some tub full of sugar and a little kit and I'm going to I'm going to sugar my skin. See how it goes. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's all. That's it. <laughs> that's all I have. You know what I think? Sugar made me think of this. Do you ever think it was weird how as kids we got pixie sticks the size of pogo sticks and just ingested pure sugar? We, on multiple vacations, just had a giant like 48 inch stick of sugar. Like it's just pure sugar. Pure sugar. Yeah. Colored pure sugar. The thought of eating, ingesting pure sugar makes me want to vomit now. We would, like, take down that entire thing in, like, a day or two. Yeah. It, no, I think mom would not let us have it in one day. I think it was, like, save it throughout the trip for three days. <laughs> like, that's much better. I don't know how we aren't dead. I don't either. I don't understand how we didn't, how we slept. How did we go to sleep on vacations? It was like the time we went to a soccer tournament sponsored by 7-Eleven. I have never had more Slurpees in my entire life. We bought a, basically a refillable cup. So you paid one price and then you could just refill it as many times as you wanted. And we refilled it as many times as we wanted. We must have had like within a weekend, maybe like 20 Slurpees. I don't understand how, one, we were functioning, two, how we didn't have explosive diarrhea, and three, how mom was totally cool. You know, because it kept us entertained. That's why she was fine with it, because she was like, all right, they're off going to get Slurpees every 30 minutes, so they're entertained. But I don't understand. I would die now. Now? Yeah, now I stopped at a gas station on, on a work trip, and I looked at the Slurpee machine, and I went, hmm... Maybe a Slurpee would be good, but then I didn't get one because I'm like, I know I don't really need it and I don't want to, I don't want to mess up what's going on in my body right now, so. The last time I had a large Slurpee and a large popcorn at the movie theater, we had a softball game. I had diarrhea. Yeah, we had a softball game a couple hours later and I had to catch the entire game, try not to shit my pants. Yeah, I had like straight up a number one on a scale of one to ten. Now I'm like... Coffee? Ooh, pour overs? Like, those are, that's my treat. Getting a nice coffee, nice caffeinated beverage that's not pure sugar. I got a nice mocha latte today. Ooh, that's fun. Great stuff. I have a refined adult palate now. Nothing but bitterness and black sorrow that fills my heart and soul. And Kool-Aid jammers.
starting the operation. And Amber River Trauma Center. Gotta love Trauma Center. Trauma Center Second Opinion, the Wii game, where you could slice and dice people and you'd pull glass shards out of them and they'd fly back into their bodies if you didn't take them out quickly enough. Okay. It's was a that beautiful the start. I thought that was the start. <laughs> I thought we were just like that was improv. Oh no, I thought that was I was starting it for you. I thought you couldn't come up with a start. Let me. I'll record an alternate and we'll see what we want. Okay. 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 Sounds good. It's a beautiful day to save lives, except it's not, because everyone dies. <laughs> Welcome. Bum 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 bum. This is research rank repeat. I am co-host Hannah. I am other co-host Alyssa, and I don't understand what I've been dragged into today. So, <laughs> let's just say that I did not anticipate this to be as depressing and emotional as the last hour and a half have been for me. Yeah. You wanted to record my reactions, and I, at a certain point, had to be like, I can't give you anything because this is just sad. Mm-hmm. There's nothing nothing good, no content to come out of this. So, this is a, a little bit of a different episode. Yes. One of my true great loves in life is Grey's Anatomy. For those of you who are not aware, Grey's Anatomy is a television show about hospital shit. Yes. And Alyssa's seen very little of Grey's Anatomy. Basically, the only thing she's seen are the clips I have made her watch. Yes. Or random episodes she's caught on TV before. Which is very little. And then I just know of characters because I knew people who watched Grey's Anatomy. In the pop culture sense, I know of some people. And we could have easily ranked Grey's Anatomy characters, Grey's Anatomy seasons, but... I thought, let's have a positive episode. Let's rank all the main characters who have died in Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) Yeah, so, so happy and fun. And I thought, wouldn't it be fun to have someone who was obsessed with Grey's Anatomy versus someone who really has no context for the show and will be shown a hour and 15 minute video that I put together of all these characters' deaths? Yeah, Hannah compiled a video of clips from Grey's Anatomy to give me context of the character, like who their introduction, some of their um, important scenes, and then leading into their deaths. And that video was over an hour. So before we record this, we both sat and watched this video. How long did it take you to make this? I would say because I had to find all the scenes... I would say probably like 20 hours. But you wanted to do it. (laughs) I would have never put forward that much effort myself for this, which is why you are spearheading this. (laughs) It was really just an excuse for me to rewatch a bunch of Grey's Anatomy scenes. Which is fair. Yeah. And so a little bit of context. We did not include technically all like the main character deaths because I stopped at season 15 which is the last season I've watched we also didn't watch there was a couple minor characters who I wasn't gonna have Alyssa watch like 30 death scenes that would be too depressing 
Yeah, too many. And so we ended up going with 11 characters who I feel were the most, like, impactful or important character deaths over the series. I also requested one. <laughs> yes, Alyssa requested one, which is one I would have done anyways. Yeah, I requested one because you made me watch it, and I was... It was r- so ridiculous that I was like, can you make sure you include this, please? Yes. But yeah, so I'm curious to see how you rank... With very little context as to someone who is very emotionally invested in some of these characters. Okay. Last winter, I got, for some reason, constantly recommended ER clips. And I think I watched maybe a thousand ER clips and then started watching ER. I got about three seasons in before I stopped. And then as I do with most things, I get obsessed with something for a brief period of time and then I drop it and never pick it up again. So I've only watched about three seasons of ER. But in because I watched so many ER episodes, like clips, I started getting Grey's Anatomy clips from the current season. So I, I've seen a few clips here and there. Um, and I saw like a compilation of something else. So I've seen a, a few minor things, but not very much. I have a very specific memory of my mom, because she watched a lot of Grey's Anatomy, of uh, one specific scene of a drowning. That's like one of two things I remember from when I was younger. Yeah. Ow. <laughs> Sorry. Um, hit my for, knee. for me, I started watching it in, I want to say I was in high school and like binge watched it in college. Caught up to whatever season was on TV. I want to say it was like season 10 or 11. And then I had been watching it pretty consistently. I stopped, I think, around season 14 or 15. And I, at some point, just plan on binge watching the rest of the show when it finishes because it's still going. Yeah. But, yeah, so I got some background. Yes, because I I will not contribute anything. I have no background, no knowledge. So Grey's Anatomy is a hospital drama based off a fictional hospital in Seattle named Seattle Grace. And it was created by Shonda Rhimes, good old Shonda, also creator of uh, How to Get with Murder and Scandal. So the show began in March of 2005, and it is still currently running. As of right now, it has 17 seasons, 380 episodes. Um, The show has generated 38 Emmy nominations. It has a overall rating on Rotten Tomatoes of 83%. It was ranked the ninth best show out of 50 shows that currently stream on Netflix. Okay. And when Grey's Anatomy was in its prime, it was insane how many people watched that show. Yeah. So the second season averaged 19.44 million people an episode. Yeah, which is crazy. And the bomb episode which aired directly after one of the Super Bowls, was the highest ever watched episode of Grey's Anatomy at 37.88 million people. That's a lot. That's insane. So the show itself is based off of a medical textbook named Grey's Anatomy. It was written by Henry Gray in the 1850s, roughly. And every episode of Grey's Anatomy is named after a song. So one of my favorite things about Grey's Anatomy is that there's this character named Bogey, who you probably saw in a couple of the backgrounds. She, in the show, plays a nurse who's always in the OR, and she is actually, in real life, a um, operating room scrub nurse. 
okay. And she's appeared in, like, 300 episodes. And she still currently, like, is a nurse. Or she was as of, like, a couple seasons ago. I don't know. Maybe she's not anymore. Um, but they tried to bring in, like, medical people to get, like, an accurate show. Obviously, some of the stuff's not accurate. Yeah. 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 It's not accurate. Yeah. But I think Grey's Anatomy was, like, one of those kind of, like, groundbreaking shows. I know there's a lot of medical dramas, like ER, there's House, there's... Scrubs. Scrubs. Yeah, there's a lot of medical shows. But the fact that this show has lasted since 2005... And, like, the views aren't as great as they used to be, but also, like, that's kind of true with a lot of shows. I feel like metrics of shows are so different now because a lot of people don't watch live television. A lot of people just stream things. So it's harder to get a a grasp of what's popular, like, what's got the most viewings. Right. Because a lot of people either, like, DVR stuff or they, like, with me, they wait till the shows finish the season and then they binge it when it comes on Netflix. Right. Um, so it, it's it's hard to measure, I feel like. But, yeah, I do have, like, some more background things, but it kind of pertains to certain characters, so... Okay. I did make a Google Docs list. You did, yes. Of all the characters for Alyssa, so she knew. And before we rank them, I'm just going to run through each character that we're ranking. Would be good. Just for people who either haven't seen the show or haven't seen it in a while and need a little bit of a refresher. I put them in order of when they were killed off the show. So there is spoilers in this episode, just so you know. Also, you didn't show me the ghost sex scene and I'm still a little upset about that. Yeah, so I I wrote, here's what I wrote at the beginning of the Grays doc. It was titled The Ghost of Grays. So I'm going to put these in order based on when they occur in the show. I am adding a description, a little background on each character. You may feel emotions or none at all, but thank fucking God you don't have to watch the ghost sex scene. I think I texted you and said, why why can't I watch the ghost sex scene? Anyone who's watched Grey's knows what I'm talking about. I am going to let Alyssa, I'm going to send her like the timestamp so she can watch it. Yeah, I, want, I wanted to watch it because I was like, I need the context. Yeah, I need the context. It's very important. Okay, so first character is Dylan Young, a.k.a. Bomb Guy, a.k.a. Kyle Chandler, a.k.a. Coach Taylor. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Coach Taylor is called to the hospital when a patient is brought in who accidentally shot off a homemade torpedo shit thing. The bomb is lodged in the man's body, and Coach Taylor is Chief Bomb Squad Man. (laughs) Okay. When he is at the hospital, he coaches Meredith through removing the bomb. Everything seems peachy until Coach leaves the room with the bomb and is blown to pieces. I can still remember the first time I watched it happen. Fun fact, he returns as a ghost of sorts in a later episode where Meredith almost dies for the millionth time. Another fun fact, Shonda Rhimes has said this is the character she most regrets writing off the show. Okay. Our next character is also in season two. His name is Denny Duquette, a.k.a. Heart Failure Guy, a.k.a. Ghost Sex Man, a.k.a. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He's from The Walking Dead. I can't remember the character's name as I've never seen the show, but I know he's one of the main characters in The Walking Dead. Denny is a patient who spends a long amount of time in the hospital. He comes in with heart failure and has been awaiting a heart transplant. While in the hospital, he begins an inappropriate relationship with his doctor, 
He eventually passes away, but don't worry, he comes back in later seasons as a ghost to have sex with said doctor. Family fun. Season three. We have Ellis Gray, aka Meredith's mom, aka famous surgeon. Ellen, or sorry, Ellis, is Meredith's mom. She's a very famous surgeon, but had to quit when she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. She spent most of Meredith's life at the hospital, so she wasn't involved very much in her upbringing. She comes into the hospital as a patient, and while there, suffers a cardiac event, cardiac event and ultimately dies. And then, also in season five, we have no, Susan season Gray. three. Oh, sorry. I Yeah, season three. Susan Gray, a.k.a. Meredith's stepmom. Parentheses, sort of. Susan is married at... <laughs> Susan is married to Thatcher, who is Meredith's father. So technically, she is Meredith's stepmom, but also Meredith and Thatcher really have no relationship to speak of. Susan comes... (laughs) (laughs) Susan comes into the hospital with hiccups that have been going on for a long time. This leads to an endoscopy, which leads to a fever, which leads to antibiotics, which leads to sepsis, which leads to death. When I tell you this death made me scared of getting the hiccups... And then you didn't finish your sentence. (laughs) I think that was it. Okay. I do realize now it wasn't really complete. Season six. George O'Malley, a.k.a. Bambi, a.k.a. 007. George is in the same intern class as Meredith. He quickly is seen as a kind and caring character. He is named 007 after he almost kills a patient during his first surgery. He certainly isn't perfect, as he cheats on his wife and fuck shit up multiple times, but he tries, which is the standard for most men. He decides he is going to join the army as a medic, and on his way to the office to apply, he saves a woman <laughs> but is destroyed by a bus. He is brought into the hospital, and his coworkers don't even know who he is. <laughs> this is not funny. <laughs> <clears throat> his co-workers don't even know who he is because of the severity of his injuries. Meredith is in his room taking care of him when he writes 007 on her hand and she realizes who the patient is. He eventually dies from his injuries. In season 8, we get Henry, a.k.a. Free Insurance Man. He is currently dying and spends a lot of time in the hospital. Has no insurance, so shocker, one of the doctors marries him so he would have insurance. Parentheses, not sure that is legal. He remains in and out of the hospital and seems to be on the mend when suddenly he begins to throw up blood and ultimately dies. You know how many times I wrote ultimately dies? A lot, yes. Okay. Also in season eight, Lexi Gray, aka Meredith's half-sister. This one still hurts to talk about. Lexi is introduced in season four as Meredith's half-sister. She comes to the hospital as an intern where she meets Meredith. Throughout the seasons, they have an interesting up-and-down relationship. Lexi works her way to becoming a resident at the hospital until tragedy strikes, in the form of a plane crash. Hello, Lost. In what becomes one of the most traumatizing two hours of television, we watch Lexi die in the woods after succumbing to her injuries in the crash. Parentheses, I will never, never, ever forgive Shonda for not allowing Meredith and Lexi to get a goodbye scene. Okay, number season nine, we get Mark Sloan, a.k.a. Man Whore, 
a.k.a. McSteamy. Mark was Derek's best friend until he slept with Derek's wife, parentheses, not Meredith. Not Meredith. Eventually, him and Derek become bros again, and all is well. Until he goes onto an airplane with fellow doctors and the plane crashes. See above. Mark survives the initial plane crash, but dies later on the hosp- but dies later on in the hospital from injuries he sustained in the crash. Before he dies, he delivers a heartwarming speech, which melts all of our cold hearts and makes his death all that more tragic. Also in season nine, Adele Weber, aka Chief Weber's wife. Adele is Chief. <laughs> I just noticed I wrote the same thing. Adele is Chief Weber's wife. She pops in and out of the show, often seen as unhappy with her marriage and the fact that she never sees her husband. She also knew that Chief cheated on her with Meredith's mom in the past. In a later season, she starts to develop Alzheimer's and is put in a medical trial. In one of the most random death sequences on the show, she dies off screen from a heart attack, and then Chief, being the boss he is, shows up at a co-worker's wedding. 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 <laughs> wedding. Wedding. The wedding. Co-worker's wedding immediately after the death, and just randomly brings up the fact that his wife had a heart attack and died. I will admit, the first time I saw this episode, I didn't realize she died, and then realized the next episode, so I had to go back and rewatch this episode. Okay, season 11, we get Derek Shepard, aka McDreamy. Derek is a neurosurgeon when he meets Meredith. The two have what I would consider a bit of a toxic relationship, but end up getting married and having kids. He has his flaws, but also is seen as a very good surgeon and friend. He certainly goes through his shit on the show, gets shot at one point. He's driving on a road when he witnesses a car accident. He manages to save every person on the scene and get back, gets back into his car. This is where things get a little confusing. <laughs> he goes to turn around on the road, decides to stop halfway in his turn, to grab his phone which had fallen down the crack of his car. Hate when that shit happens. As he reaches down to grab his phone, he looks up and sees a truck coming at him and hits his car. He's brought into the hospital, which is in no way equipped to deal with his injury, and in one of the most ironic deaths of the show, he dies of a head injury because the team decides not to give him a CT scan. He is declared brain dead and Meredith has to pl pull the plug in the end. It's interesting that there are no deaths between season 11 and season 15. There might be, like, minor deaths, but there's uh, no of, major I mean, of, deaths. like, major yeah. or, yeah. There's quite the gap. Season 15. Thatcher Gray, a.k.a. Meredith and Lexi's dad. Let me just start by saying this. This man is an asshole. He makes no effort to be in Meredith's life after Ellis leaves him when Meredith is just a child. He shows back up when Meredith is an adult as his great father to his other daughters. After his wife Susan dies, he slaps Meredith literally just straight up slaps her, and then he becomes a drunk. He eventually stops drinking, but then comes to the hospital needing a liver transplant. Meredith decides to give him a part of her liver. He disappears for a long time, and then randomly shows back up in season 15 and is dying. Meredith comes over to help him so he can try and get a bit of a redemption arc. You also wrote Arch. I just realized that. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Yeah. But yeah, those are the characters. Yeah, so those are alt 11. Those are the players. And the description, just so you have them. I enjoyed writing those. Yeah, I, I could see that you did enjoy writing them. 
I certainly got that impression. But yeah, so I think you should start since you have no context. Okay, so number 11, I had to put Dylan, aka Kyle Chandler, because the scene is so ridiculous and so over the top that I can't even take it seriously. And because I could not take it seriously, it had to be last. I mean, this man walks away with a bomb and then explodes. (laughs) And that's the scene. It's just, I I don't know. That's just it. That's just it. That's, That's all I got. So last I went with Alice Gray, which is Meredith's mom. She was cruel. She is literally the core of all of Meredith's trauma for the most part. I understand that she has Alzheimer's, so she's not always in the right mindset. But mind you, when she is lucid, she is a horrible person. Um, Essentially braids Meredith. And I don't know how to feel about the final scene between Meredith and her mom, because part of me just thinks that's Meredith's, like... Her her own subconscious. What she hopes it would have been like. Right. So I don't know that's necessarily how that would have gone, but that's why I put her last. So for number 10, I did Thatcher Gray, who is Meredith's dad. I didn't feel any sympathy for him. You know, he wasn't involved with her life. He slapped her in the face when his wife died and blamed her for her death. Um, You know, cared about his other kids more. Didn't disappear and became a drunk. She had to give her liver to him and he wasn't grateful. And then he just, like, gets sick and dies. And I'm like, all right, well, see ya. So I just, I didn't feel anything. Just kind of, just kind of happened. So, uh, number ten, I went with Thatcher as well. Uh, he's human garbage. Uh, we don't stand physical abuse, and there's a lot more like scenes that I didn't even include in there that just prove the fact that he's a horrible person. Mm-hmm. I understand that he was a good father to Lexi and Molly, his other daughters, but like he basically abandoned Meredith and then tried to show back up in her life, and then slapped her, and then came back took her liver, and pieced out again. So, you know. So for number nine, I did Henry, who is the free insurance man, and I just didn't really have a connection to the character. He just kind of was a sick man who threw up some blood and then died. And I also didn't know the other doctor who he married. I had no context for who she was, so I had no connection to her. I didn't know anything about her so I just there was no connection to either any of the story with that yeah I knew from his edit that you probably wouldn't feel much with him just because if I was gonna do their whole story it would take too long yeah so number nine I put Adele Weber who is Chief Weber's wife so I it's mostly because I'm not a huge fan of her character throughout the show Um, I think her death's actually really sad, but I think it's more sad for me because of Chief Weber's reaction and, like, watching him at the wedding with Meredith and, like, crying and, like, you know, he lost his wife and they might not have had the best relationship, but he still cared about her a lot. Um, And obviously, like, her Alzheimer's story arc, it's sad. It definitely is. But I think just me not liking the character as much, I didn't feel as invested in her death. Number eight, I did Ellis Gray, who is Meredith's mom. And I definitely, at least from the scenes you presented, could see that there was a lot of 
a complicated relationship there and you know she clearly was not a great mom you know and was not supportive and clearly and it just there was a lot of issues there i didn't feel very attached to her as a character or uh emotion towards her death i think that i would agree based on like the the ghost scene that that's probably just what meredith wanted to hear so that's what i saw with that yeah um number eight i went with henry i think that i wish he was one of those characters who could have been around a little bit longer i think in total he was maybe around like two seasons but he wasn't in every episode so teddy is the doctor that marries him so he can get insurance and ultimately like they fall in love and then you know he dies Mm -hmm. but i think he was a really nice character like out of all the patient characters we get, he's one of my favorites. And I think he, I don't know, he, he has a lot of moments throughout the show, which you obviously wouldn't know this. Right. But he has a lot of moments throughout the show where, like, you feel sympathy for him just because he's essentially this guy who for the past, like, five, six years has just been in and out of the hospital. Like, at one point he says he's spent, like, 250 days out of the year in the hospital. Yeah. And so it's, like, easy to sympathize with him. And I actually really liked his and Teddy's relationship. But at the same time, I also feel like he's one of those characters who doesn't get enough development for me to feel a ton of emotion when he dies. So he's actually one of the, um, like, minor characters in Scrubs. Yeah. He's one of the the main character's boyfriends off and on. Um, so that's the only way I see him. So I was, like, because I didn't have the context for his role in this show that I was like, okay, that's all I can imagine is him. So number seven, I did um, Denny Duquette, who is the heart transplant man. Mainly because, again, like, I feel like I don't have a lot of the context. Like, I'm sure it's more emotional to see the whole story play out. But based on what I had, I wasn't really that attached. Certainly it was a sad scene, like the, the scene when the doctors are seeing him and the one he had a izzy izzy yeah Catherine heigl's character Catherine heigl's character being very upset over finding him dead it was felt very emotional but i didn't really feel anything for that so yeah number seven i did susan gray who's meredith's i guess technically stepmom not really yeah to me it's like she's the closest thing that meredith had to a mother even though she wasn't in the show that long i think she was only in like maybe 10 episodes but she was just she was kind she admitted to the fact that she should have tried to get thatcher to have a relationship with her and she kind of takes the blame for that she says you know meredith was just a child that's not on her but i also think again it's just we don't get enough character development with her i her death scenes like super traumatic because she literally comes into the hospital with hiccups and within like a two-day span or three days. I don't remember how many days it is in the show. She's dead. Like, it's it's literally just, like, did not see that one coming. But it was, it was more just sad because I felt like that was a chance for Meredith to get to develop, like, a healthy relationship with a parental figure. Right. And it got cut short. Well, you know, they just want Meredith to suffer. That's true. I mean, it was what I've, anything I've learned from this is that they just really want her to suffer. Yes. Um, Shonda is, like, my main character cannot be happy. Nope. So, yeah, number six, I did Susan Gray, and I kind of had for the same reason, where it seems like she 
was trying to create a relationship now um, and then just had this really tragic death for, you know, sometimes that happens, unfortunately. People just die for random reasons, you know? And yeah, it felt very, like, traumatic, especially because for, like, her dad, like, that's when he slaps her when he finds out that she's dead and it's just a lot and sad. So mid-pack. Number six, I went with Dylan, Coach Taylor. He should not be this high on my list because he literally was only in two episodes. <laughs> but I love Kyle Chandler. And I also think those two episodes might be my favorite two episodes ever done on the show. Them is a like a complete, and they're known as one of the like best two episodes of the show. And so I think the fact that I love those episodes so much and that he's kind of like this jerk character, but also when he needs to step up and help Meredith out, he does. And I don't know. I just, I think it's just my bias with Kyle Chandler, honestly. I mean, that's he, fair. He probably shouldn't be this high up on my list, but you know. Um, so number five, I did um, Mark Sloan, aka McSteamy. Um, he seemed like a, a very interesting character had that seemingly some relationship with Lexi and then he gets injured in a plane crash and then dies like you said in your description he gives this like speech about not being afraid to share your expressions of love or whatever with people you shouldn't be like you know the don't let fear control your life kind of deal and it seems sad but again I just I know very little about the character, so. But based on his scene with Lexi, I felt like I got a lot of, like, that relationship through that scene. Right. Um, so number five, I did Denny Duquette. And I think he's... That, to me, was one of the first times when you realized that Grey's Anatomy would just, like, kill off anyone. Because he was this super nice guy... He's been in and out of the hospital. He gets a heart transplant and it's successful. And then they show a scene of him sitting in bed and all of a sudden he gets a blood clot and dies and has a stroke. And the scene with him and Izzy is like that is emotional. I'm not totally like 100% behind that relationship because it's a little iffy. You know, probably shouldn't date your doctor. Probably not. But... A lot of people who have watched the show in a lot of articles have said that, like, Denny Duquette's, like, one of their fa favorite characters. Like, hmm. he was maybe in, like, 20 episodes, but he kind of took over the show when he was on it. I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan's just a really good actor as well. He, he is a really good actor. He just can do, like, emotional I've, scenes. Right. So that's probably part of it. And I do think him and um, Katherine Heigl have, like, a good chemistry on the screen. But yeah, that, that death was definitely sad for me. It was one of the first, like, shocking, shocking deaths to me, minus Dylan getting blown up, because that was just, you know, uncalled yeah. for. But yeah, I Denny definitely was one of my favorite patients who was ever on the show. Um, So number four, I have George O'Malley, who gets hit by a bus. And I guess just, like, the shock of that scene of just, like... They have a John Doe and it turns out to be someone they know and like the shock and I'm sure the the traumatic tr the trauma of that like having to deal with that death and also 
you were telling me it's happening at the same time that Izzy's also like coding out so they're both like dying at the same time kind of deal I think adds to like the dramatic element of it but it, it was seemed very sad considering I'm, I'm assu- I imagine he they both were from the first season like they both like started at the very beginning of the show they're both interns in Meredith's class and you know Izzy has cancer so it's kind of like a double because you didn't know if both of them are going to die if either was going to die so number four I had George as well okay. and he's out of all the main characters he's never been my favorite he has some really funny moments and he's kind of this like really unconfident doctor when he starts and by the time he leaves the show he's kind of grown a lot and I I like his character growth his death was super shocking because you don't know until he writes 007 that that's him right and so even as a viewer, like, if you haven't been spoiled, I was not very spoiled on Grey's Anatomy at all, because I didn't, when I started it, I didn't know a lot of people watching the show, and, like, the internet wasn't like it was. Right, yeah, you didn't just get spoilers, yeah. And I was behind, so it's not like current stuff were happening. And it's a really shocking death. It's just like, and you feel for the other doctors, too, because they then have to perform surgery on their coworker, and he doesn't live. And he died saving a woman's life, so it's like... He died a hero. And that that scene with him and Izzy at the end when she's on an elevator, he's getting on. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but the dress she's wearing in that is the same dress she wore. It's the same one from, yeah, from from Denny's scene. The Denny's scene, yeah. I didn't notice that. But yeah. And her and George on the show were, like, really good friends. So to see them kind of have that moment, it's, it's definitely a sad, sad montage there. So I did know that he died before this show or before I watched this because I one of the clips I saw from the newest season is Meredith like meeting people on this beach while she's like intubated dealing with COVID because that's what Grey's Anatomy is doing now and they were like talking so I did know about his death but I didn't know any context of his character so number three I have Adele Weber um who's the chief's wife I think I only teared up twice This was one time when she's talking about having Alzheimer's and, like, losing her memory, and it's just, like, it's just, I don't know, anything with that just kind of, like, feels personal. Our grandpa had dementia for, like, a decade, and it was very hard having someone that you're close with not knowing who you are and not being themselves, so I just always feel very personally attacked (laughs) by scenes like that, you know? I feel like it just, like, hits me harder, so... That's why hers was higher up. Yeah. Just from, yeah, having to, to deal with that. For sure. Um, so number three, I did Mark Sloan. And I think out of all the characters, he probably has the best character development. Um, he starts off as kind of this just like scummy dude who slept with his best friend's wife and is basically just hooking up with as many women as he can. I just, him and Lexi's relationship and like the fact that that scene always gets me when they're like when he's saying goodbye to her and that scene he has with um Jackson where he's like basically like tell people you love him and I don't know he's just he's a good I think he's ultimately like a good guy like he's scummy at the beginning yeah but he grows a lot and him and Derek's friendship's really good and I like how he's always supportive of him and Meredith which not everyone is and I don't know it's that one's a tough one 
Yeah, so number two, I did Derek Shepard, aka McDreamy. So this I knew about because this was all over social media when it happened because people knew that he was leaving the show. Like that was a known thing, but people didn't know he was going to be killed off. So when he was, like that was, it was all over everywhere. And I don't necessarily think <laughs> that his death scene is that like well done. They could have made it better, but... It definitely, like, there was a lot of emotion there with, like, the farewell between him and Meredith, so. Yeah, I I did Derek as number two. Don't text and drive, first Yeah, off. don't text and drive. Don't stop in the middle of a road to find your phone. Like, pull over on the side of the road, like a normal person would do. Yeah, I think I didn't include a lot of what happened because basically it's a whole episode of like him saving a bunch of people in a car accident and then getting sent to the hospital and essentially like he dies because the hospital is not equipped to deal with his trauma. Like if he had been sent to the hospital he worked at, he probably would have been fine. And it's kind of ironic because throughout the episode when he gets sent to the hospital, like he can't talk out loud, but in his head he's like you need to do a CT scan. And then they're like, oh, we'll skip the CT. So it's like him trying to like, he can't say anything. And I just think for me, I didn't necessarily, Derek was never my favorite character. Like I said, I thought him and Meredith's relationship could get toxic at times. And he kind of was like, super like, I know everything. But, you know, just his and Meredith's like relationship, I think was just a huge staple of the show. And, you know, they had kids together, like, he had kids, and it's just, it's sad because he's McDreamy, and, you know, he's, he's a good guy. I mean, he's pro, like, proven throughout the show that he can't be a good guy. But yeah, it was, I mean, it was sad. I agree with you. I think the death scene probably could have been done better. I don't know how I necessarily feel about the whole montage of their, like, life. But, and I kind of wish, too, that, like, more people could have been there for his death. Right. He had to come back in the in the beach. Yeah. He's on the beach when she's getting hit with COVID. <laughs> so number one, I have Lexi Gray, who's um, Meredith's stepsister. I know you've, you've mentioned this plane crash before. You've talked to me about it, about how horrible it was and how traumatic it was for you. And I mean, I teared up. It was really sad. It was really, really sad to have this person trapped under a plane, just dying. It just was really very emotional for the fact that I've never seen the show and don't know anything about it, but it was, it hit me, hit me right in the heart. You know, my dead cold heart. Yeah. If we can get Alyssa to cry. <laughs> she's, she's got a soul, people. Yeah. Yeah, number one is Lexi Gray. I knew it was going to be number one because I can't, rewatch that episode if I rewatch old episodes I can't watch it and that scene at the end kills me I hate the fact that her and Meredith didn't get like a goodbye scene because they had this really complicated relationship throughout the show I love the actress Kyler Lee I think she's super good at like doing emotional scenes and it's one of those like I cried. I mean, I was crying. (laughs) Yeah. No, you were crying. I was feeling it. And out of all the deaths, that's the only one where I actually, like, cried. Like, there was a couple where I was tearing up. But, yeah, she was probably my favorite character on Grey's Anatomy, too. So I think that 
you know, hits you. And the whole plane crash episode was just, like, it was too much. It was bad. There's multiple doctors. There's a doctor who loses her leg. It's just, it's very dramatic, and the aftermath is just horrible. But, yeah, it, it was so traumatic, and it still is. In the episode, like, just because you talk about how bad you are that Shonda Rhimes didn't give her in uh, Meredith a goodbye scene, like, how does she find out? So they find Lexi, and they're basically like, go Meredith, go find Derek, because they haven't found him yet. She goes to find him, and then... Christina goes to find Meredith to tell her that, like, Lexi's about to die and she should come back. And by the time they get back there, like, she's dead. And they didn't even really get, like, a good final, like, goodbye, like, even a couple episodes before. It just, I don't know, they they put so much time and effort into that relationship and... To just not get any To not have a final, like, a lot of people feel really mad about the fact that they never got to have a final scene together. Mm Mm-hmm. They, in later seasons, Meredith, like, will bring up Lexi, and so they think maybe that's, like, them trying to, like, justify or, like, give the viewers what they want, but it's not the same. Uh, Did she appear in the dream sequence? The COVID dream sequence? Yeah, so her and Mark, both the actor and the actress, appear, and they essentially, like, ended up together in heaven. I see. Um, okay. But they're basically, like, talking to Meredith and telling her that she needs to, like, go back, not go into the go light. Back to the, go back to the show so you can make more money. Yeah. But, yeah, so it's, I don't know. That one just always gets me. Hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, that was Grey's Anatomy, and that was, I'm kind of depressed now, honestly. Yeah, I know, me too. It's pretty, this is pretty not a funny episode. <laughs> like, it, we were reacting in the beginning, we were trying to make jokes, and then, we were probably silent for the last, like, 40 minutes. Yeah, because it was, it was like, like, got to the point where we're so death after death, and I was like, we can't. Like, yeah. this is... And we're probably oh. gonna do it again. Probably. In the future. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, how was it for you, just watching an hour video? I mean, it was definitely, like, a lot at once, because I definitely liked getting... I feel like if you just show me the death scene, then I wouldn't have really gotten anything out of it, because I don't know any context so it was nice to have just like a little context into who the character was like the scene and stuff like that um i definitely feel like maybe my rankings would be different if i had like watched the show yeah possibly yeah because originally we were just gonna have you watch all the death scenes and that was gonna be yeah and that was it and then i decided to give you the first scene they were introduced and then some of their like pivotal scenes yeah their main scenes right because i was like that's so hard to just see a death scene and feel any emotion yeah but yeah so i mean it was a trip down memory lane for me, which is not a happy one, and I'm going to have to watch something fun before I go to bed. Yeah. Oh, me too. I'm going to have to watch something funny. Because it's depressing. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Grey's Anatomy deaths. That's Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Time of death. 12.10 a.m. 12.10 a.m. <laughs> yeah, if anyone would like to tell us why... Kyle Chandler's Dylan's death personally affected your life. Um, Please do. I would love to hear it. If you have any gripes against Shonda Rhimes, join the club. (laughs) And, um... Shonda Rhimes killed Wes, and I have never forgiven her for it. Never. (laughs) Can't believe she'd do this to us. Someone once edited her Wikipedia page to, like, 
serial killer or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) And it stayed like that for a couple weeks. That's great. But yeah, you can email us. You can find us on social media. Yeah, Twitter, Instagram, whatever you want to do. Yep. Yeah. Do not, you ever get the hiccups, don't go to the hospital. (laughs) Don't get an endoscopy. And don't pull a bomb out of a man's body cavity. Yeah, maybe you should just not do that. And on that note... I'm starting the operation. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Shepard to the OR. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Bye. Bye. We would like to thank Joseph McDade for our intro music. He provides free music available for all kinds of creative use. The song that we used is called Sunrise Expedition, and you can find it and his other music on his website, josephmcdade.com. If you would like to reach us, you can email us at r3podcasts at gmail.com. That's R, the number three, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram by searching Research Rank Repeat.